in the squadron. They called him Bullets, but we call him Greg Kelly. Greg Kelly is on the air on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Uh, good afternoon. Got a big Christmas party tonight, uh, the first one of the season. Is it kind of late? Have I not been to, invited to many Christmas parties? I uh, Anyway, I'm actually looking forward to it. Uh, I love it. Uh, what am I going to do about the food situation? That always throws me for a big-time loop. Uh, I have been devouring everything. I'm always trying to diet. I'm always trying to struggle with my weight. I, I'm always struggling with my weight. i got to talk to Dan, the engineer, who I've never seen anybody so disciplined, and he just turned it around, and he went from fat to skinny. Well, he wasn't fat. Just like people say to me, I'm not fat. You don't know what it looks like in the shower, all right? Everybody, oh, goodness gracious, i got to get it done forever because I hate thinking about it all the time. Um, the debate last night was, I didn't see the whole thing. I have. I, how do you find News Nation? I, that's still a big mystery. Somebody told me it was on Pix11. I didn't see it, uh, but I did see the clips. And man, oh, man, oh, man, Vivek Ramaswamy, a superstar, is reborn. I mean, the guy's been on fire ever since he got in this race. But, you know, lately, over the past couple of weeks, well, he's peaked. Well, people don't like him. He's obnoxious. He's he's like the uh, the class president. Screw all that stuff. He's the boldest, most courageous, uh, most original, most interesting, and he's an truth teller. He is a truth teller. And when he was speaking the truth, you could see how uncomfortable it made the other candidates. Really uncomfortable. He's talking about Ukraine in a way they can't handle. He's talking about January 6th in a way they can't handle. And it's just an amazing thing to watch. I don't know if he's going to be the nominee. Probably not. Hey, I don't really want him to be the nominee. I want Trump to be the nominee. I could, I would love it, love it if this guy were vice president. I would love it if someday, 2020, whatever, this guy's going to be on the national scene for a long time and he deserves to be. And, and man, this is the, he's such a, he's an American. It's American, American ideals. It's, I don't, I saw a couple of broken down politicians. Uh, Ron DeSantis is not broken down, but this campaign seems to be breaking him. He can't, he can't handle the pressure of this campaign. He can't handle it. Look at how Vivek is thriving. And it looks like what's his name is about to have a panic attack at any moment. Ron DeSantis. What is that guy's issue? Uh, Christie was just Christie. You know, it's amazing. He, he, he berates the audience. He berates people. He berates, he berates the viewers. He's the only, he's the only guy who can take on Trump. I loved how Vivek pointed out that this guy, Christie actually helped Trump get ready for the debates in 2020. In 2020, he was like a sparring partner. And uh, now he's the biggest Trump critic in the world. What, because of January 6th? Well, January 6th was a lie. is a total lie. You've heard me. Uh, maybe you've seen the on video me or here at the radio station. I've been talking about January 6th since January 7th. That that thing did not add up. And I've been playing those videos for literally three years and staying on it. Quite frankly, I am so proud. And when Vivek actually quoted me on Twitter and started posting some of my material, and last night when I heard him use the same words that I've been – I'm not saying he's plagiarizing me. He's like the same message about January 6th. It really – I don't know. You know, every now and then you wonder if you're making a difference. And you don't – some days you don't just make – it's okay making a difference. 
everybody's got to work, but man, man, I just, it just felt good. I really feel like I, I may have had an impact on him and, um, and therefore an impact on America. Uh, Vivek, cut 22, please, cut 22. I think the real enemy is not Donald Trump. It's not even Joe Biden. It is the deep state that at least Donald Trump attempted to take on. And if you want somebody who's going to speak truth to power, then vote for somebody who's going to speak the truth to you. Why am I the only person on the stage, at least, who can say that January 6th now does look like it was an inside job? That the government lied to us for 20 years about Saudi Arabia's involvement in 9-11. That the great replacement theory is not some grand right-wing conspiracy theory, but a basic statement of the Democratic Party's platform. That the 2020 election was indeed stolen by big tech. That the 2016 election, the one that Trump won for sure, was also one that was stolen from him by the national security establishment (laughs) that actually put up the Trump-Russia collusion hoax that they knew was false. There's a reason why I'm the only person on the stage who can say these things. I'm not sure if I like that. That'll do it, sir. (laughs) I don't know. Hey, I do think Megyn Kelly is probably the most gifted broadcaster and probably the best debate moderator ever. I can't wait to see the whole thing. I really am a... Megan is great. Uh, she she just is. And talk about somebody who's come back, right? Man, they canceled her. They lied about her. Try to cancel. You can't cancel that. I know some of you don't like her. I don't know why. I really, uh, I think she is terrific. I really do. Uh, so what else here? Let's keep going with um, cut 21, please. Here he is going after Nikki Haley. Wait, before we do that, let's go to the part about where they don't know anything about geography. We have that one. Um, let's see. Go up a little bit higher. Hmm, doesn't seem like you have that one. <laughs> he doesn't. Uh, well, let's try it. Um, Nikki Haley and DeSantis on the border and China cut 19. Yes, I think we should send special operations over and take out the cartels. I think we should do a, re- a remain in Mexico policy so they never step foot in U.S. soil in the first place. But look at where fentanyl came from. Let's go to the heart of the matter. It came from China. That's why we need to end all normal trade relations with China until they stop murdering Americans with fentanyl. I promise you, they need our economy. They will immediately stop that. But this is where Trump went wrong. Trump was good on trade, but that's all he was with China. Because here he allowed fentanyl to continue to come over. He continued to allow them to take, he would give them technology that would build up their military and hurt us. He allowed the Chinese infiltration for them to buy up farmland, to put money in our universities, and to continue to do things that were harmful for America. We now have a spy base Thank in you. Cuba. All right, and she is annoying. And Trump didn't do anything about it. Thank you. What the hell is she talking about? You know what? And she said she wasn't going to run for president if Trump ran for ran for president in 2024. All right, I want to get to the – all right, I, enough with that person. Let's see. All right, here it is. Here's where Vivek goes right after her. Bullseye, cut 21. And Nikki Haley's campaign launch video sounded like a woke Dylan Mulvaney Bud Light ad talking about how she would kick in heels. At the first debate, she said that only a woman can get this job done. That's what she said. After the third debate, when I criticized Ronna McDaniel after five failed years of leadership of this party and criticized Nikki for her corrupt foreign dealings as a military contractor, she said that I have a woman problem. Nikki, I don't have a woman problem. You have a corruption problem. And I think that that's what people need to know. Nikki is corrupt. This is a woman who will send your kids to die so she can buy a bigger house. 
This is the problem. Using identity politics more effectively than Kamala Harris is a form of intellectual fraud. And it actually needs to end. There's our donor puppet masters wielding their puppet right up here tonight. This is how this game is played. The puppet masters put up their puppet, and I reject the use of identity politics in this party. It has been a cancer coming from the left, and I'm sick and tired of the double standards the people of this country are too. Having two X chromosomes does not immunize okay, you from thank criticism. You. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Governor Haley, would you like to respond? No. It's not worth my time to respond to him. You have been using identity politics at every step. She knows it's true, and that's why she's actually Wow. I saw that clip earlier, but I didn't realize she had no response. She didn't say it. It's a debate, lady. What is? Oh, 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 damn. I have no response. I, I'm not going to waste the time. <laughs> Use the time. Use it because you, you were so stunned because he caught you. A war profiteer. She leaves. I didn't know this. She left the U.S. She had no money after government service, no money, and now she's worth $10 million. Imagine that. That's what they're all in it for. Vivek. Now, let's see this. This is when, you know, uh, what's her name? Nikki is a big, big, you know, uh, Ukraine versus Russia will go on forever, right? Must No talk about peace. No talk about ending the dying. She, Biden, just keep fighting, 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 fighting. What about peace? Even in Vietnam, they had the Paris uh, peace table. Kissinger, remember, he was going there all the time. They were trying to broker peace, except this war for some weird reason. Listen to Vivek on this one, huh? Go ahead. I want to say one thing about the tie to Ukraine, if I may. So foreign policy experience is not the same as foreign policy wisdom. I want everybody at home to note that I was the first person to say we need a reasonable peace deal in Ukraine. Now a lot of the neocons are quietly coming along to that position, with the exceptions of Nikki Haley and Joe Biden, who still support this, what I believe is pointless war in Ukraine. And I think those with foreign policy experience, one thing that Joe Biden and Nikki Haley have in common is that neither of them could even state for you three provinces in eastern Ukraine that they want to send our troops to actually fight for. Look at that. This is what I want people to understand. These people have, I mean, she has no idea what the hell the names of those provinces are, but she wants to send our sons and daughters and our troops and our military equipment to go fight it. So reject this myth that they've been selling you, that somebody had a cup of coffee stint at the U.N. and then makes eight million bucks after, has real foreign policy experience. It takes an outsider to see this through. Look at the blank expression. She doesn't know the names of the provinces that she wants to actually fight for. And there's her puppet ministers right there, the donors, the donors right there that are playing like the puppet okay, hold on, hold on. Busted! Totally busted. I love it. I absolutely love it. Now, what the hell is the name of those provinces anyway? I don't know who the hell knows? I just called it up here. I mean, if you are pushing war in Ukraine, I want peace. I want peace. Uh, let's see. There is Crimea. I've heard of that. There's Kershaw. I've heard of that. There is Zaporizhia. I've actually heard of that. Uh, Donetsk. I think I've heard of that. And Luhansk. All right. That's actually one, two, three, four, five. That's more than, that's more than three. Man, she, if only she could have whipped that out instead of saying, I don't have the time. <laughs> you know, very rarely in life do you have those kinds of moments, really. You know, most of life is not like the movie Rocky. You know, most boxing, my, my, my introduction to boxing, I had two introductions, Rumble in the Jungle, I remember that, and I remember Rocky. 
And Rocky was a lot better than Rumble in the Jungle. It was like, you know, clear cut, somebody goes down, right? It's never like that in real life. Well, this was like Rocky. This is like a bam, slam, down, down she goes like he was killed. Um, ooh, let's see. Let's see if we have any more. All right. Now, maybe we're taking this out of context. Do we want to hear? Do we want to hear a big old chunk of it? Do we want to hear that? All right. Here's Megan. I love Megan. She is, nobody can host a debate better than her. Uh, let's take that. All right. It's the, it's a thing I sent you off the, uh, off the YouTube. Ready to go? Three, two, one, hit it. Governor DeSantis, your campaign and its super PAC have spent the most money, had the most high net worth donors, and had a wave of momentum coming into this race after your big re-election win in Florida. You were seen by many as the candidate most likely to consolidate the non-Trump field. But here we are, a month out from the first real votes, and you haven't managed to do it. In fact, Nikki Haley is beating you in New Hampshire and South Carolina now and closing in on you in Iowa, not to mention Trump, who is not only dominating in the early states but is beating you in Florida by over 30 points. Is it fair to say, as Senator Tim Scott did when he dropped out, that voters are telling you not no, but not now? So we have a great uh, idea in America that the voters actually make these decisions, not pundits or pollsters. Uh, I'm sick of hearing about these polls because I remember those polls in November of 2022. They said there was going to be a big red wave. It was going to be monumental. And that crashed and burned. The one place it didn't crash and burn was in the state of Florida. They weren't predicting uh, that I would win the way I did. And I won the greatest Republican victory in the history of the state of Florida. I'm looking forward to to Iowa and New Hampshire. The voters are going to be able to speak, and we're going to earn this nomination. And here's what we need. Uh, I am sick of Republicans who are not willing to stand up and fight back against what the left is doing to this country. You've got to be willing to stand strong, and you've got to be willing to beat these people. I'm the only one running for president that has beaten these people on issue after issue. Uh, we beat the teachers' unions when we did school choice. We beat Fauci on COVID. We beat George Soros when we removed two of his radical district attorneys. We beat the Democrats on election integrity. I have delivered results. That's what we need for this country. And you have other candidates up here like Nikki Haley. She caves any time the left comes after her, any time the media comes after her. I did a bill in Florida to stop the gender mutilation of minors. It's child abuse and it's wrong. She opposes that bill. She thinks it's fine and the law shouldn't get involved with it. If you're not willing to stand up for the kids, if you're not willing to stand up and say that it is wrong to mutilate these kids, uh, then you're not going to fight for the people back home. I will fight for you, and I will win for you. All right. We're giving That's away free Donald the, Trump. What the hell is this? <laughs> Commercial right in the middle of the debate. <laughs> We're giving away three. Uh, that was the best I think I've ever heard uh, Ron DeSantis, uh, right? Unfortunately, he seemed to really almost choke up there a little bit. Uh, too many too many ticks, too much weirdness. Sorry. It ain't going to happen. Um, but uh, uh, fascinating stuff. Hey, this Eric Adams poll, we'll get to the bottom of it. I told you guys about this creep. And uh, those two fools, sorry to be so negative, but T.J. Holmes and Amy Rohrbach, the latest disgraceful, despicable spectacle they've made of themselves when we come back. 
If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer and set of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Greg Kelly, Greg Kelly. on the Red Apple Podcast Network. DeSantis has a great answer like that, then uh, 20 seconds later, he gets totally boxed in by Chris Christie. You can't handle Chris Christie? Uh, I'll get to that in a second. First, we got this, uh, I knew it, I knew it. Um, look, I told you guys that Eric Adams was a total bum, incompetent, no integrity, bad at politics, bad at governing, uh, total weirdo, uh, lives in New Jersey, uh, never a real cop, bad guy, racist, um, that I mentioned dumb and, uh, <laughs> this poll, uh, New Yorkers have figured out what I figured out a long time ago. James Flippin. Um, I only glanced at this. What's, what's, tell me the news. So Greg, this is a poll from Quinnipiac University, which, uh, I mean, you know, they're all kind of biased in their own way, but I don't think this one is, is what we, is a go-to poll. Quinnipiac. What, 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 I, I, I have a problem. It. I have a problem with almost all of them, to be honest all with right, you. Cause do I, me a favor. Don't introduce this story that is a good one right down the middle for us by quibbling about Quinnipiac. So Quinnipiac University's findings say that 28% of New York voters approve of the job Adams is doing. Now, What a weird way to – James, I'm sensing a little bit of bias from you. The way, so, well, the really? Way, the way you introduce that, it's like – you made it sound like <laughs> approve twenty eight approve of the job. You make it sound like it's actually pretty good. No, 20, only only twenty. I don't think you said only when you said that. I don't think you said only. You said according to Quinnipiac, twenty eight percent of voters approve. Uh, just only twenty eight percent. So less than three in ten. Less than three in ten. This is the worst poll in the history of polls for mayors. Yeah, right? they started tracking the approval rating for the New York City mayor in nineteen ninety six. Wait, 28%. There are polls that go all the way back to... uh, Well, I'm talking about specifically Quinnipiac. You and Quinnipiac have some issue, some beef. You went to to school in Connecticut, didn't you? Uh, Delaware, actually. Didn't you go to the Connecticut School of Broadcasting? I did go to the Connecticut School of Broadcasting, but that was in New Jersey. A Quinnipiac, what, rejected you or something like that? You couldn't... Right? There's some... Yeah, yeah, I got it! (laughs) I figured it out! Greg Kelly, Greg Kelly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. All right. When it comes to polls, James Flippin is a bit of a snob, uh, but he's going to put his his I'm own a skeptic. He's going to put his bias aside and tell us what a rotten, miserable mayor Eric Adams is. What do the people think? Okay, so only twenty eight percent of New Yorkers currently approve of the job Adams is doing, and that's down from thirty seven percent, which is really not that high anyway, in February. And according to Quinnipiac's findings, the top concerns among New Yorkers are crime, 
immigration, homelessness, inflation, and affordable housing. And it says that 83% of voters are concerned about the budget cuts on the way for the city, those 5% budget cuts. So that's a big majority. So those are the issues. And what do they think of Eric Adams? Only 28%. And they think of the job, only 28%. I think it was 58% who disapprove. And they notice that he, uh, he shows up, he has press conferences, never has, always has complaints, never has solutions. When he does come up with a solution, it's like the same flimsy solution. We're going to send, uh, you know, New Yorkers, we're going to send mental health professionals into the subway. It, like it never really works. It never really adds up to anything. Uh, and they see, you know, uh, he's partying up and down. He's obviously, let's see here. The poll touched on the FBI investigation into his 50, campaign, too. 55% of New Yorkers said Eric Adams is not a good leader. Um, only 38% of New Yorkers say he understands the problems of people. Um, 54% say he is not honest and not trustworthy. There is no good news for Mayor Adams um, in this poll. Not only are voters giving him poor grades on the job he's doing at City Hall, their views on his character have dimmed. As the city faces across-the-board budget cuts while dealing with a migrant crisis, headlines about a federal investigation into the mayor's 2021 campaign and an accusation of sexual assault leveled against him from 30 years ago are taking a toll. That is from uh, the director of the poll, a woman named Mary Snow, mm-hmm. who I believe I've crossed paths with. I think she was on CNN for a long yeah, she's time. She's been the spokeswoman for their poll for at least five or six years. Mickey Carroll before that. Uh, all right, so he's a disaster. And uh, the worst thing, he doesn't even know he's a disaster. He thinks he's hot stuff. Uh, but I, maybe the FBI have uh, disabused him of that. So, wild. Wild. All right. Bad mayor. Bad guy. Told you. Is and even a, if you don't like polls, anytime you're the lowest since 1996, that's not good. Is it? Is it annoying when I say told you, told you so? Because, I mean, there were people here who thought he was hot stuff, too. I, can, I told you. I told everybody. No, I don't I did think it's everything annoying. I, I mean, because, I mean, it's not like, you know, the main campaign issue that Adams was all about was beefing up the NYPD. And now we're talking about they're cutting the budget 5%, and that's but, impacting but, but, the NYPD. He doesn't even know how to, like, look, Keychan Sewell was a very nice person. But she wasn't up to the job. And uh, Eric is not up to the job. So Eric wanted to be the pl- – it's just a total disaster. And it breaks my heart. It actually does. City is so much better than this, and we deserve better leadership. Um, and we have a, such a corrupt system, and having the primary on the last day of school, uh, it is a disaster. Um, pray. <laughs> pray to carry your family, work hard, and uh, let's see how it all shakes out. Thank you, James. Uh, and you didn't watch the debate. You want to get up to speed a little bit? Do we want to take the do we want to take the 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 clips or do, let's go back to the thing where they're asking the question? DeSantis just did a pretty good job with that question. Actually, I'm going to skip. Let's skip to the whole part about is Trump mentally fit to uh, be president? He's already been president. Of course he is. You, you if you don't think that, then you are a fake news victim. You've been just listening to fake news. Watch this on. Uh, I guess they. DeSantis won't answer the question. Cut 20, please. Cut 20. 
Governor DeSantis. No, they you're wouldn't. A smart, they would say that. You're a smart they would man. That the, no, they would. No, they wouldn't. They would Chris. strike the answer no, they because you're not answering you it. Just is he don't fit? Like, you is have he your, fit? You have no. your thing. Is he you fit or isn't your he? Thing. No, I don't have my thing. We don't. He's the thing. Is we he do fit or isn't he? Do you're talking about him being 80, 80 years old. It doesn't mean that somebody couldn't get elected. That's what the people that Governor DeSantis let him. Ron, is he fit or isn't he? No, no, Governor DeSantis let him. I think we have an opportunity to do somebody who is in the public. Yes. We don't have to no worry about no. all this I'm stuff with Ron. Stop. We can get it done. Stop. We'll do it. I'm going to come to you. Finish. Look, Father Time is undefeated. I don't know how he would score on a, on a test, but I know this. We have an opportunity to nominate someone and elect someone for two terms who's going to be spitting nails on day one and for eight years so deliver you, you big results. We should think. not nominate somebody he won't who's, answer. Who's, who's almost 80 years old. Okay. He's afraid to answer. No, I'm not. He's, no, you have to. No. Either, either you're afraid or you're not listening. No, it's not. There's a simple you question. Is he fit? Is he fit? No, no they can hear this. No one can hear you. They can't hear you. Wow. Uh uh, Christie loses that exchange. What a jerk. Nobody, nobody, I mean, that is just terrible. And actually, I give DeSantis is saying, look, the guy's 80. Hey, I don't think he should be running, but he's running and, uh, he can answer the questions however he wants. It's not up to Christie to try, but I'm, I'm, I'm starting to feel a little, uh, little sorry for DeSantis and a little bit more positive about him. Don't worry. I am still all in for Trump. He should not have run DeSantis. But listen to that nonsense. All right, let's see. Uh, go back to the question from, oh, better yet, let's go after the debate. After the debate, CNN cannot believe that Ramaswamy says that January 6th was in all likelihood an inside job. An inside job in that, like, look, I do believe that there was a wink and a nod if those protesters somehow got in or were encouraged to come into the Capitol, they could besmirch, they could tarnish the entire MAGA movement. And I think that that's what they were actually thinking. And Nancy Pelosi, absolutely, put nothing past that woman. And listen to uh, listen to Vivek go through it with Dana Bash, who is becoming, or to the extent that anybody knows her, she is a national joke. But let's hit it. We're marching towards fascism. No, 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 guy. After the after the debate, I sent you this clip. Uh, it's the one where she's talking to the uh, Vivek Ramaswamy, the CNN reporter, right after the debate. If you want me to send it to you again, let me know. All right. While we figure that out, we haven't taken one call. We'll take it from uh, Dom in Minnesota. Hello. Yeah. Hey, Greg. This is the guy with an accent calling back. <laughs> Remember you you said yeah I had an accent the last time I called you? Uh yeah, I did cuz you do and I forgot where you're from. Uh wait, you're Indian, right? You're Indian? Yes, I am. Yeah, I thought you were I th- I and you were from Minnesota. I was like is this how people from Minnesota talk? I was like it doesn't No, 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 no. Right. I mean right. I well, you know, no, no. I never did. Right, I remember you. I remember you. Welcome back. Uh what's up? Yeah, thank you. So you know, is 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 the question is is Trump mentally fit to become president? Absolutely, because the only person that can fix this mess is a madman with orange hair. That's my assessment of the situation. But you know, I call to disagree with you a little bit about the GOP debate assessment. 
Uh, you know, Madman with orange hair. That's not very respectful. I can't, <laughs> Billy. I mean, are you really a Trump guy or you just want to call him a madman with orange hair? His hair is not orange, by the way. Um, but I don't know why people say that. I, uh, so I, I, I can't tell. I can't tell. I, do you genuinely like Trump or is that just a joke that fell flat on me? No, that's the joke. I, I, nobody but him can fix it. That's right. I know. When I say madman, I'm joking about it. But I mean, like mad in a good way, crazy like a fox. I can deal with that. All right. So make your point, please. Keep going. Yeah. So, so uh, uh, basically, you know, uh, when you said Vivek Ramaswamy, wow, he really, you know, laid it on thick. But the problem with that, with his critique of uh, Nikki Haley, is that I don't have any problem with anybody criticizing the policy positions, but. When he becomes personal, you know, we we have to win in 2024 with a resounding majority, which means we're going to have to attract suburban women that are sitting on the fence. So any of the candidates going on like that about, especially a female candidate, Republican or Democrat. Uh, wait a second. Uh, women can't be criticized. You know, you know, you know, she called him scum in the last debate called him a scumbag in the last debate. Now, what did Vivek criticize? He criticized her ignorance on Ukraine. He criticized her war profiteering by becoming a board member at Boeing right after leaving the United Nations, uh, a job that she wasn't qualified for, a job where she did nothing, and now she can call herself a uh, a uh, foreign policy expert. Um she is now a multimillionaire. I mean, this is what she did with public service. This is not. This is not personal. Actually, it may sound. I mean, it may really, you know, really hurt. But it's not personal. It's not. What, what's personal about that? It's professional. It's no, professional. No, no, that's professional. That's uh, that's very professional. I mean, it's pretty brutal, but it's all public record. You can look it up. I I, I saw him right there. What are those uh, three provinces? She couldn't name anything. I mean, I, I and neither could Christie, by the way. This is the way it is, man. You go into politics, it's going to be rough and tumble. And I, I can't stand the way they talk about uh, uh, suburban women, like they're different from, that, that they're a class of their own, that they're so different. They see the world differently than other people. We're all people. We're all human beings. I don't think anybody... I think they like it, actually. I think they. Li- I think everybody likes it to see somebody outed for as a phony. To see somebody outed as an ignoramus, to see somebody outed who is a basically a warmonger is not talking about peace. It's talking about more war, and they don't even understand the war they're advocating. I thought that was amazing and beautiful. Now, don't go away. Hey, what's your name anyway? Dom. Dom. Uh, I want to play this. Vivek. Now we have it. This is him being questioned by CNN after the debate about his January 6th comments. Hit it. Let's, let's start okay. with January 6th. Sure. There is no evidence that it is an inside job. It was a fringe conspiracy theory that the Trump-appointed FBI director, Christopher Wray, has said explicitly over and over is just not true. So let me, yeah, I appreciate the opportunity to address it. I was an anti-woke crusader leaving the business world, and if you had asked me three years ago, is there some chance January 6th is an inside job, I would have said that was crazy talk. I would say looking at the facts of the video footage that have come out, Dana, it is shocking that you still haven't gotten a clear answer of how many federal agents were in the field that day. Look at now the video footage of actually throwing explosives and rubber bullets into what was a peaceful crowd, then releasing to the public what came in response to that. But now look at the video footage that was released, and I'm glad we're talking about it because viewers deserve to look at that footage. Capitol Police literally letting people in 
who were then now prosecuted, some of whom have gone on to commit suicide because of what the government's doing. That is a case of entrapment, and I think the government has not been transparent about this, which is why I then brought up another case where the government, now 20 years later, with declassified documents, tells us that they lied to us at the time. So I do think we have a government that's consistently lied to its people. An inside job suggests that everybody was who attacked the Capitol was part of that. I didn't say that, but I was saying that there is case, there's entrapment going on. There's entrapment going on, and this looks like a case of entrapment. And if you look at even over what the last day. What do you mean day, by entrapment? Entrapment means that the police no. goaded people to do something otherwise than they otherwise wouldn't have done, and then they arrest them for actually doing it. And you, you don't that, think and, it was and, actually and, the former president who let's, was let's, trying well, I think to that get was the media narrative. Now, look at actually a we hard heard case. Him, we heard well, him with I'm going to ask you about ears. a case and see what you think about this, right? You guys said this for a long time about the Gretchen Whitner kidnapping plot. Suddenly gone silent after it comes out at trial that absolutely that was a case of entrapment, which is why two of those people were acquitted. So I'm saying this as somebody who... On the other side of this, as a biotech CEO, somebody who was even anti-woke, but if I was looking at this, I would have said a lot of this is crazy talk. But if you actually get into the details, I think it is startling how much the government has systematically lied. And I think it's both both parties over the course of the last 25 years. But on the, January the left used to be better at pointing this out the, and being skeptical of the government, the most, but now it's the right. Which is the most aggressive, offensive attack on the U.S. Capitol and on democracy itself that we have seen in our lifetime and in many, many lifetimes to say without evidence that it was an inside shot. I'm not shot saying it without dangerous. evidence. I think that what we're seeing now is the video footage that's come out. I was in a different place before a lot of that evidence came out. But you have to respond to the evidence. What is your response or what is anybody else in CNN's response to the video footage that was released of Capitol Police literally just peacefully allowing what, what, people into the Capitol? What we know Bingo. is Shooting that into 850 people that's, that's, have been convicted but, of crimes. But the reality is many of them were convicted before that information was released. And I'm do glad, you think that former well, President Trump up, has though, anything to do with no, no, this? No, because you're bringing up a really good point, and your audience and everybody deserves to know the truth about this. Normally, there's a rule in constitutional law. It's called the Brady Rule. You have to turn over exculpatory evidence to the other side. In this case, it wasn't turned over because the DOJ said Congress okay. was sitting on Congress was sitting on it, and they wouldn't share the evidence. Man, oh, man, oh, man. I mean, and uh, that, look, have you seen the, the, the other projects I'm involved in, right, where I show the video? I show the video. These questions haven't even been asked by the January 6th committee. How gratifying is that? And that smug idiot, Dana Bash, clinging desperately to that Democrat narrative, fake, totally busted, wide open. Uh, oh, that's satisfying. Dom, I could care less about uh, Nikki Haley's feelings right now, okay? She's not providing anything of substance. It's all style. It's all, I'm a girl and I'm, I, I, I'm from South Carolina and my family, when we got there, they didn't know who or what we were. We were different. We weren't black. We weren't white. We were different. As if South Carolina, uh, South Carolinians can't figure out where India is on a map. It's insulting to me. Dom, was that insulting to you? You're, you're you're an Indian American. I mean, I find that like, what the hell are you talking about? We're all we're a little bit more sophisticated than that. Even in South Carolina, I know what the, she's trying to say. She's trying to put them down, and it's a little hat tip to the elites. Know what I mean, Dom? You don't have to agree. What's up? Yeah, well, here's my response to that because you know I've been in the teaching profession for 35 years. I don't give a damn what anybody says to me because I've got a thick skin. But that's not the problem. You're not listening to me very clearly. What I'm saying is, you know, we can't afford to lose the fence-sitters because we need to win the resounding majority. All right, Dom. So, so what would you have had him do? Kiss her ass? 
What would you have had him do? He did not raise, these are not personal issues. And I do have a problem. This is interesting that she's cashing in after all those years of public service, $8 million, $10 million, $15 million. I got a problem with that. I want to know about that. We have a right to know how these people make their money. And I don't think uh, suburban women are as delicate as you think they are or have an allegiance to a person just because of the gender. I just don't think that. But, Dom, uh, we'll leave it at that. Uh, congratulations on that teaching career. we got to talk more about that. I'm surprised you let anybody say anything. You can't let anybody say you're the teacher. Right? What subject did you teach? Ah, he's gone. I did kind of berate him a little bit. I don't blame him. Um, wait. we Oh. T.J. Holmes and uh, what's it? What's her name? Uh, T.J. Holmes and uh, Amy Rohrbach. Remember the two who had an affair from ABC News? Nobody really remembers. <laughs> they they pretend that they're really big superstars. They're not, but they're out with the with a new media project, and they are surprised surprised at how bad they are at it. I'll be right back. Greg Kelly, Kelly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Welcome, everyone. I'm Amy Robot. And I'm TJ Holmes, and we ain't said that in a year. Stop <laughs> <laughs> it. This is this uh, Amy Rohrbach and T.J. Holmes. Does anybody really know who they are? They seem to think that they were a really big deal in broadcasting. They are most famous for having an extramarital affair uh, while they work together on some show over there at ABC. Nobody has ever, ever, ever seen that show. Uh, no one's ever seen it, all right? Um, but, but they were on it. And they're two horrible broadcasters. They're actually really bad. Uh, I saw this interview that T.J. Holmes did with, oh, gosh, who was that woman from um, Pam Greer? Pam Greer, the legendary actress. And T.J. clearly did not know who this was. <laughs> And it was just, but, you know, he wears a nice suit, he smiles big, and uh, somehow it's, it's I don't know, I just, uh, I've been watching these two for a while. The, the problem I have with them, and people have extramarital affairs, and, you know, it's, it, 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 it's not good, it's not, you know, but these things happen. And, you know, people sin, people screw up. I'm not really judging any of that. What I am judging uh, that's for somebody else to judge, not me. But what I am judging is how they carry themselves in public after they were busted. They were gloating. They they were basking in the attention. Not that anybody particularly cared other than the New York Post. And it became a big deal. Amy Rohrbach was married to that guy uh, from Melrose Place. Andrew Shue. Pretty nice guy. Solid guy. Uh, T.J. Holmes is married to a lovely woman. Don't know her name. Apparently, she was a lawyer. And I saw a picture of it. And just a really delightful family. Anyway, they all blew it all up. And they get caught. And then they continue to go on TV, on that TV show that they were on that nobody watched. And like, ooh. And now, a year later, they have a podcast. And boy, oh, boy, T.J. Holmes is quite the Romeo. T.J. Romeo Holmes. Listen to the way he talks. Uh, now they're dating these two. They're dating. They're not married. They're still whatever. Uh, go ahead. Keep going. Introduce ourselves in any broadcast form in a year. No. It's weird. We haven't spoken to many people in a year. Yeah. <laughs> like just each other. And here we are again. 
tight circle. I should have done this podcast with somebody else. Just to branch out a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> You're the only person I've talked to intimately in a year. So Seriously. sweet. I mean, okay. You say the nicest things to me. Um, no, uh, we're, I don't, I can't speak for you, uh, stop but for I a am second. nervous. Uh, not to be, but TJ has three young daughters. I would imagine he talked to them. Maybe not. Keep going. And we've been doing this for a long time, almost three decades, and I can't remember the last time I was nervous in front of a microphone, but I am today. Why are you nervous today? Because we haven't spoken. Well, we haven't said You see how they're acting like anything. they're a big deal? And like that they're somehow like, oh, it's been a year? No one remembers you, period. Uh, and they go on and on and on about uh, this stuff. No one cares! I love my Italian heritage and the food that goes along with it. That's why on Sundays after church, I head over with my father to Italo's Fine Foods on Forest Avenue in Staten Island with our list from Mom. They have two locations on Forest Avenue, 1566 and the new one at 725. It's family-owned and serving Italian specialties since 2014. They also have a full catering menu, the freshest meats, imported San Martano tomatoes from Italy, and the best mozzarella. Order in-store, by phone, or online. They even deliver. ItaloFineFoods.com, I-T-A-L-O, FineFoods.com. Tell them Vinnie Madunio and WABC sent you. Manja.